Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to be talking about the vaxxed versus unvaxxed issue. And uh, we will involve our first guests. Well, not guests. Well, they are. But they're friends. Been friends for many years. Catherine Swift, uh, at Working CDNS, Working Canadians. Linda Leatherdale, at L. Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada. And Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and uh, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau. So they are the beauties. I'm the beast. And please, hey, uh, Catherine, would you please, would you please tell people that I'm, that I'm not being sexist when I say that? Oh, I just want to refer to you all as guys. That always gets somebody. That always gets somebody annoyed. <laughs> a bonjour, Roy. A bonjour, <laughs> Catherine. Each time I say "Beauties and the Beast," I get an email from someone saying, "That's sexist. Stop it." Yeah, and we who, love it. And who will we not let it. me stop it? Right? Keep who, it up. No, we won't. No, we want it. So there you go. Well, it's uh, great to have you with us, and let's get started on a couple of things here. I want to talk to you about the vaxxed versus unvaxxed issue, but let's first of all talk about what's happening in the world of politics. We know we have a federal election coming up shortly. The prime minister will call an election, and yesterday, Ipsos Public Affairs for Global News uh, published uh, a um, uh, poll that was done on on uh, how Canadians are feeling now about the election. And it looks like the Liberals are slipping out of majority government territory. And um, I said to Mr. Bricker yesterday, if there were a strong turnout of the base of the Conservatives and a significant percentage of Canadians didn't vote, is there the possibility of a minority O'Toole government? And he said anything could happen. So let's ask you what you think is going to be happening and let me ask the former member of parliament and seatmate to justin trudeau uh michelle how do you see this developing when do you expect mr trudeau to call the election and how do you think it's going to turn out well my i don't have a crystal ball but uh, i suspect that it's going to uh the writ will be dropped before the middle of august so in a matter of two three weeks something like that um I think at the time the decision was made that they were going to pull the trigger, things were a lot rosier for them. But I do think that Canadians are absolutely, like, they're, they're tired, physically and mentally tired. The pandemic has worn them out, and they don't see the, the reason, any reason, to call an election. And uh, I do think, though, I, I don't know about O'Toole, uh, becoming minority leader, but I I really suspect that uh, it this could all be for naught that w- the Liberals will form the government, but it'll still be a minority. Yeah, that could very well be the case. Uh, Linda Leatherdale, your thoughts on uh, on on this, on on what we're facing, and how do you think it may turn out? Well, you know what, my first question is, Roy, why why do we need an election right now? I mean. You know, the pandemic certainly has been true to out there front and center and, you know, obviously raised his popularity and then it fell and whatever. But $502 million is what this election is going to cost us. And if we come out with the same result, a minority um, liberal government, and I like the idea of 
<laughs> conservatives, let me tell you. And I'm going to tell you, and I'll say this again, Roy, if we had Catherine Swift leading the conservatives, it would be a conservative government. Well, but no on that note. That. We know all, we all know that. We know that, Linda. <laughs> We've been trying to convince her forever. Exactly. So, but 26% of Canadians don't want to have this election. Or sorry, only 26% do. Yeah. 37 say no. And the others... I don't know if their, their head is buried in the sand because there's so many other things going on right now. Roy. But it is coming. And Catherine, if it is a minority liberal government, it'll be the ascension of Mark Carney to the leadership of the party. Well, it could well be. Um, I've always believed that Trudeau was setting himself up for some international role in his post-political uh, or Canadian political, I guess, uh, world. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if he does, uh, if there is another minority, which is looking like a very probable scenario, um, then that, I don't know, that he'll hang around, frankly. Uh, and we know we know why, if there is an election and it does look like there's going to be one, we know why. And that's one guy's vanity project. It's This is Justin Trudeau's vanity project. He wants a majority. As Linda said, there are polls showing a majority of Canadians do not want an election right now. Hardly surprising, given the state of affairs. And let's not forget, too, Trudeau has to do it soon or not at all, really, or not for quite a while, because a lot of these uh, various income supports and so on are going to die in September. You know, a, a lot of the things that they're hoping, bribing people with their own tax dollars, that's going to be ending quite soon. And, mm -hmm. and frankly, it should, because we have spent way more than other countries and have, have not had better results uh, in our economy. In fact, we've had worse results than a number of other countries. Okay, so this is from so, the shadow leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are you guys are trying hard. <laughs> if I was going to tilt at that windmill, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> I just want to add this: that Daryl Bricker said yesterday that the pandemic issue. Now, the pandemic is in most people's minds that we've had enough. We don't want to deal with this anymore. We have a sense that we're coming out of the uh, the tunnel and we are going to get on with our lives. And so, the issues that predate the pandemic are the issues that are now front and center in the minds of Canadian voters. And if you force voters to the polls, well, you know that old cliche, be careful what you wish for. Well, snap elections have often snapped right back and punished the people that call them. Yep, so uh, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. And I think Trudeau is going to be having uh, many, uh, many considerations in the next few weeks. All right. So are you all three suggesting it's going to be another minority liberal government? I believe so. I do. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the most likely. The Angus Reid uh, poll uh, organization had a national poll. 53% of vaccinated, one dose at least, say they are likely to spend more time around the vaccinated than non-vaxxed people, even after they themselves are fully vaxxed and have built up immunity. More than 50% who've been vaxxed at least once say it's perfectly all right to ask about another person's vaccination status. Meanwhile, 75% of unvaxxed people say it's inappropriate to ask another person if she or he has been vaccinated. 67% of Canadians say the support to, they support vaccine passports for large events in their provinces. What else do we have here? Ontario Science Table suggests that vaccine certificates could speed up reopening of the provinces and may incentivize more people to get vaccinated. In France, President Macron, supported by a majority of the French government, have decided that health workers must be vaccinated by the 15th of September. 
And by the 1st of August, the people of France must either be vaxxed or present a negative COVID test if they wish to enter large shopping malls, theaters, hospitals, restaurants, bars, and many other public establishments. There have been protests across France, but 3.7 million people almost immediately lined up to be vaccinated. So let's ask our beauties, Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, for their thoughts on this whole issue of vaxxed versus unvaxxed. Of, um, let's, 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 let's ask you this question. Do you think it's appropriate? Do you think it's a good idea for everyone to have uh, some kind of vaccination? I don't want to use the word passport, but ID, and show it when required to get into public and private venues. Linda, I'll start with you. My God, it's the great divide on this question, Roy. You know, I think the beauties would agree. We all believe in privacy rights, et cetera. But come on, this this pandemic has changed our world, turned it upside down. And this variant, I mean, we're seeing the numbers rise in the United States, certainly in England, and we only have to look at India to see how terrible it is. I think that, yes, we have a right to ask whether or not they answer. I don't know, but it's interesting that you say Eric Clapton will not do an event uh, if passports are required. And yet you've got Bruce Springsteen in on Broadway saying he's not going to perform unless they have proof. So it's a tough question, Roy, but I believe that our safety and the safety of all humans is important here. Okay. So I would say, yeah, I think you have a right to ask. Catherine, uh, Susan sends an email. Hi, Roy. In Manitoba, our vaccination card is the size of a credit card, and I will happily show my card. It's not about privacy. It's about working to get this virus under control. What do you say, Catherine? Oh, well, I, I think that some version of vaccination proof, however you want to define it, is coming no matter what. Uh, it, and what I find amazing is we should be doing this as a country. Trudeau has said he's going to leave the hot potato because this is a very contentious issue. He's going to leave the hot potato to the provinces, which is horribly cowardly. This should be a national issue. We don't need different rules in different provinces and so on. So I think, you know, everybody's trying to pass the hot potato to somebody else. But I think we're going to end up by default with some kind of thing. And I mean, I'm, dub I'm, I'm double vaxxed. Uh, my whole family is at this point. My, my youngest son just got his second one recently. And I've got a certificate from the Ontario government, which I suspect most citizens do that have been vaccinated. I mean, I got it online. But, you know, why is that not that? And that's going to be proof if I ever should need to show it. OK, so I think it's happening by default, no matter what people say. And businesses are making rules as well. They should uh, employers, employees and so on. So whatever your views on this, I think it's happening no matter what. And that's just the reality. Michelle, Jim sends an email uh, from British Columbia. I have no problem with the vaccine passport as long as it's paper. I don't want to be handing my phone over when it's unlocked. <laughs> well, wow. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, I, I certainly might object to that, too. I do believe, however, that we do have to have some form of proof that, you know, worldwide, anyone that wants to travel... It's, it's going to be required in other countries. And I do agree with Catherine on the one thing that it is cowardly on, on Justin's part. The prime minister is being cowardly. Yeah. So, so they, in, in France, they have it as mandatory as of the 1st of August. If you want to get into most private or public venues, if you want to get into a large shopping center, for example, you have to be able to provide proof of vaccination 
or a negative test. That's the law. Italy has followed suit. Italy on Thursday, this past Thursday, passed similar legislation. Theirs goes into effect on August the 6th. And the UK is going to follow suit as well. So this is going to be an international movement. And Catherine, it's going to be national. There's no other way to do it. You're absolutely correct. Well, that's the problem. I, I can just see, you know, if you leave it to provinces and and passports or, or, or the concept is something that is is in the national domain anyway. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense for Trudeau to kind of, to try to pass the buck here, except that he's a wimp. Is that your dog that's opinion opining in the background, <laughs> yeah, Linda? Yeah, about that. I'm, it- I'm at the cottage and my family picked the worst time to arrive. My dog is looking out the window in my bedroom, <laughs> looking at them and barking her head off. So I'm very sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> Dogs get a pass. On this show, dogs always get a I'm pass. I'm muting myself, though, to try to reduce it. Uh, Marcia sent this. I'm proud to be double vaccinated and will most willingly show a vaccination certificate for whatever vaccination is necessary moving forward. Just another way of showing I'm willing to protect others by protecting myself. Just like adding a rabies tag or microchip tag on my dog's collar. Sign me up. So, all right. So you're all in agreement then? Yeah. We're all in agreement. Because yep. I, I normally don't hear silence when you're on. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my dog under control. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so we have. You're, you're saying there's going to be likely a liberal minority government if the election were held today. That's what you're predicting would, would happen. And do you think, though, let me ask you this. Do you think a majority of Canadians will eventually go along with uh, the vaccine passport? Because remember when they said in France... This is the law. If you want to get into these establishments, you'll have to have some sort of proof that you've been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, or a negative test, or you're not getting in. And within days, 3.7 million people in France got vaccinated. Wow. We, that we've is got amazing. a pretty good record in Canada, though. We, we, we're doing quite well. I mean, the U.S. has way more, uh, a much larger percentage. And, of course, it's causing some pretty serious problems in some parts of the country. Yeah. So I think we're on track to have a pretty, uh, now that we've finally got some a decent quantity of vaccines, uh, we're, we're on track to have a pretty high percentage. And I think the majority of Canadians aren't going to have an issue with this. But as Michelle said, it's very important how it's done. And like I say, I, I've already got this emailed, you know, thing that uh, I figure should be absolutely acceptable uh, for a... You got what? You've got an uh, emailed thing? Something from the Ministry don't, of Health. But you know let, what else? Don't let the technical <laughs> terms overwhelm you now. In some other countries, they're getting counterfeit ones. That's going to be the next shoe to draw. Oh, my goodness. Once they're, once they're insisting okay, on them, you're going right. to have fake ones, too. All right, all right. Let me, let me just say this one time. You guys are going to get me into trouble. <laughs> well, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't, Roy. I know. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.